Listener Production. Like finding that op shop bargain. Ka-ching. These boys come pre-worn. And maybe need a wash. Oh my word. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, getting very dressed up tonight for the Actor Awards, Alex Dyson. Yes. Looking, uh, very sharp indeed. I think I might go the double-breasted black tuxedo suit. Hello. If you don't mind, had my man Marvin Osifo come by. Are, um, Team me up. Are those pockets on the breasts going to be functional or are they going to be sewn shut? Like Do you know what? Most I didn't realize. Pockets, which I despise. <laughs> I didn't realize, though, like the guy that, because I got a stylist for tonight, right? Mm. And he, and he, like, he just ripped open the pockets, just ripped the thread, <laughs> and then the pockets work. I was like, is that what you do? Yeah, I think they're actual pockets. I don't know if you rip them or if you just get the little s- well, scissors I don't know. or something. He was just like, <laughs> and then just like stuff the little, the pocket triangle there. And now everything has to be set. Like that pocket triangle can't move. Because I tell you what, if, if it sinks into the pocket, yep. I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> yep. I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be. Arranging a hanky is an art form of it which is. both Matt and I are incapable. We got some, like, he was like a bloody origami Master, you know mm. what I mean? Whipping this thing into shape for my pocket. So look, keep your eyes peeled on the uh, on the broadcast. You might see your boy. That's it. Uh, not the only time Matt has been out and about in Sydney. He's about to tell you that in a moment. And uh, the rest of the show, we're actually getting a little bit serious. I uh, had a little bit of a experience recently, which I really wanted to talk about because I think it's something that a lot of people can potentially relate to. But I just felt a bit of confusion. I felt a bit of uncertainty. And we are going to get an expert on to talk about the best things to do in that situation. It could get a bit dark. It could get a bit triggering to some people. So we want to give you a little heads up right now for that as well as later. But yeah, I think it's something really important that we should talk about. So that's coming up today on All Day Breakfast. Yeah, so without further ado, let's jump in. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Every now and then there's, you get those pinch myself moments, you mm. know, where you think, wow, what I'm doing here is actually pretty darn cool. Because mm. you know, it's easy to get carried away with the dribs and drabs of mundaneity, life, you know, suburban culture. A lot of which we cover here on All Day Breakfast. <laughs> That's our bread and butter, really. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I was thinking, you know, I had a pinch myself moment the other day. Standing on George Street, Sydney, they'd cut it off as part of their open for lunch season 2022, right? Four districts within Sydney City right. had blocked off an entire block of George Street and set up these huge long tables and they were putting on long lunches and each table had different restaurants from the area catering it. Interesting. I would say that's probably the worst CBD in Australia. What do you reckon? No, it was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, there was a Ferris wheel going in it. And I was watching, right, at the end of the day, mm. King Stingray performing. Love those guys. Met him at Spilt Milk the other day. There was, like, dry ice machines shooting steam up into the air, confetti. I mean, and I was like, this is freaking rad. Yep. And you know when you're like, oh, you know, I wonder if they, if a band like King Stingray lives up to the hype. And then they do. And yep. you're like, oh, boy. Yep. I've got a little bit of egg on my face because I wasn't <laughs> sure whether they were going to be actually good live, you know, like, like the stuff that they do 
um, mm-hmm. on the radio and stuff, but I'd never seen them live, wasn't sure what they were like. Suddenly I'm watching them, I'm like, this is freaking unreal. It was the perk up I needed, Alex Dyson. It was the perk up I needed yeah. on that particular afternoon. Because I'll tell you what else. Greta Ray was performing, right? Love Greta. Oh, Always a pleasure. Speaking Catching up with Greta. icons. Yeah. So good. Bigger than me. What a, what a tune from her last album. Oh, right? I thought you were pointing to both of you and your relative popularity <laughs> as compared to, <laughs> compared to Greta Ray. And I was no. not going to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> And there was another young artist called York. Amazing. Who I had not really seen before, but who had just dropped her second EP. Yeah. No, York's great. And so I've actually got a bit of beef with York. York beef. Because I was hosting this event, by the way. I should clarify. I was hosting the gig. And um, York had just released her EP that day, 10 feet tall. And I was like, oh, hello. Might give it a little listen on my way to the event. Sure. Due diligence. That's why you keep getting booked for these things, Matt O'Kyan. Exactly. Just like we learned yesterday that uh, Take it a leaf Richard out of... <laughs> Wilkins Wilco's book. likes to get things right before, his, before he hosts. So does your boy Oaks. So I'm having a listen to the album, 10 Feet Tall, first song. My bloody ear pod pops out of my head. Yeah. Falls onto the ground, bounces three times. Rolls straight into a stormwater drain. No. No. And these are like good ear pods. Like we're, we're yeah. talking about $200 these things are. Yeah. Right? But ear pods are like, I don't know. What What do you need? Ear pods are like Matt and Alex. You know what I mean? You By need- themselves, pretty, pretty average. <laughs> Together, just bearable. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, damn. Well, that's it. I'm not sure if you remember the old uh, ABC Kids uh, video clip for On Top of Spaghetti, where um, all covered in cheese, I lost my poor meatball when somebody sneezed. And the video clip is the meatball rolling through the town. That's what I'm picturing your AirPods. It was like that. And I could see it. And this is is on Broadway. So one of the busiest streets in Sydney. Yeah. We're talking near Railway Square, between the shopping centre and Railway Square. Right. Buses, cars screaming through. (laughs) I'm in the middle of the road, like stepping out. Don't you didn't go fishing? I do, of course I did. My arm couldn't reach, but I'm trying to yank up the grill, and I can't yank it up. But I'm like, and in between, like there's cars coming, and I have to wait. And then as soon as the cars stop, and they're red, and so there's cars at the red light, traffic light, waiting for the light to go green, who just see me. Yep. Standing <laughs> in the middle of the road, like desperately trying to yank up. I've got black stuff all <laughs> over my hands, like so gross. Yanking up this thing. There's people waiting at the bus stop. I'm like, ah! Get it up? Of course, I would not budge. <laughs> so then I'm thinking, damn it. Like, Need here's a magnet, the thing. Magnet fishing. Go and I try didn't, and well, I, that's what that. I probably should have done. I don't mm. know how I could have done that, though. I'm just, I, I didn't pack my magnet line, <laughs> you know, my magnet rod. So then yep. I jump on the internet and do a bit of just drop something down the stormwater drains. What do I do? <laughs> so then someone on Reddit said, Hey, my, I dropped my keys down the drain. Yeah. I need them. What do I do? Someone said, call the council. So then I'm on the phone to the council. <laughs> to get your one earbud. <laughs> Wait, could you send three guys out here to, uh, <laughs> 
I made the mistake the of go, saying we'll give you two hundred bucks. I said to buy new ones. <laughs> that is less than the cost of these dudes to put the witches' hats out. To, you know. I made the mistake of telling them it was for one of my earphones. <laughs> I really should have said. I should have said my daughter's down there. <laughs> like I should have honestly said, Sophia, my daughter is down there. Please send someone quick. And then when they come out, I'm like, did I say Sophia or did I say Sennheiser? Because that's, <laughs> that's actually what I meant. <laughs> well, so then they're like, oh, I'm escalating. You know, I'm, making, I'm, I'm putting it through now. And of course nobody gets in touch with me. All oh, right. And so we'll get you a call back. <laughs> yeah, I get an email from them being like, we've received your problem. It's gone, mate. There was yeah, a storm mate. last night. It is absolutely <laughs> gone. All you can do is grab a couple of wicket-keeping gloves and head down to the drain at Circular Key and just hope it uh, it flops out into your hands. Oh, yeah, exactly. Out at the ferry terminal. <laughs> yeah. Just hope it leads all there. All stops. Oh, my God. So, mm. anyways, another one bites the dust. Back to the old corded numbers. <laughs> I don't know why I bother sometimes. This is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Just wanted to give you a little warning to advise that the next segment discusses issues regarding family violence. All right, Matt, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a situation I found myself in the other day, going out for dinner. This is a tricky situation. Is this what you're talking about? This is something you don't, you didn't know what to do. Tricky situation. Um, and a serious situation as well, actually. So mm. it, but I think it's a situation that probably people have found themselves in, in any of the, you know, people's positions. Um, and so I thought I could tell you about the situation and then potentially we could get an expert on to tell us what we should have done. Cause you, it's one of those situations you sort of think about, did I do enough? What was, uh, what was the right thing to do? What was the wrong thing to do? <sighs> it's, you want to help, you want to be the best. You don't want to hinder. You start questioning yourself. So I thought I'd tell the story and then we can all together figure that out. If that sounds okay. right. Yeah. At the pub. Schnitty night. Mm -hmm. I was there with two people. I just met them that day. Very lovely. We're just going out for a drink. Uh, dude and a girl. I think they were 27, 25, right? You just um, met them that day? Yeah. Yeah. Little conference. Like at a conference? Yeah. Oh, I was like, well, we're just going to go grab you, some dinner. I thought you were going on those, um, <laughs> what is it? The unicorn sites or whatever. What, what is it? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Isn't it, is it a unicorn, Bron? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, isn't it? Who's that that third person in a relationship that kind of gets all the good stuff without any of the, you know, obligations? Uh, I, think, I think they call that the accountant of the relationship or the lawyer. <laughs> they get all the good stuff. Um, but no, this we're having a schnitty and we're on the, this balcony of a pub. And then suddenly I hear this loud sort of like crashing noise. And I literally turn around and go, Jesus Christ, and turn around. And I thought someone had like thrown a bottle from down on the street, like up at the, the wall. Yeah. But sort of look behind and there's sort of like glass on the ground and this dude gets up and walks off from the table that it sort of hit near. And leaving a, a lady sitting at the table is probably about, you know, 50, for example. And sort of we'd all turned around to look at this and we're like, everything okay? Like, what happened? 
And this lady goes, oh, yeah, it's just, um, oh, you just got a bit angry, right? Oh, okay. So this guy had, you know, in a bit of a show of frustration, like yeah. swiped his right hand across the drink that he was drinking or just finished and it smashed on the ground, right? And he'd gotten up and stormed off. All right. We're like, did you want to come and sit with us? She's like, oh, no, so go, come on, come and have a sit, sit down. Because it seemed like a situation where it was just like this anger in a relationship, right? Mm. Which was extremely unhealthy mm -hmm. from the outsiders who just happened to be sitting next to them at the pub when this happened. Yeah. So she accepts the offer and comes and sits down. with those three of us at the table of four. She comes and sits in that position and was like, oh, you know, is everything okay? She's like, yeah, we're just telling this. It's my ex-husband. He said, you know, we're having a discussion caught back up, but I was just telling him, you know, you just got to live your life. Like, you know, these things happen, you just got to live your life. And I you know something had snapped in him at the moment and had smashed his glass and walked off. And we're like, this is a really difficult situation for us to think, um, be in. She's sort of downplaying it to us. It sounds more threatening, you know, mm. really don't like it. Um, so I'd had a little bit of a discussion there. I remember at one point the girl who was there was saying, it's like, you no, know, stick together. You don't have to put up with that kind of stuff. Um, she then said something along the lines of, oh, you know, he's lovely. Most of those, he is actually quite a nice person. Um, and he, you know, he does love me. And I said, well, <laughs> he, if he is, it's for his own benefits. All right. Mm -hmm. It is, he's doing that because it then gets you in a position where you like him and you'll tolerate this kind of stuff. It's not true love if he's not, you know dealing with it, in, with it in that way and, you know, love bombing someone to then do that. It's more manipulative than it is actual love. Um, and as I'm saying that, I'm getting a little bit of an elbow from the person next to me because the dude's walked back to the table Ooh. as I'm going on oh a bit of a rant about God. how much of a, you know, not a good person Bro, this guy I'm is. I'm dying here. This is, I mean, I, I'm... I've, so I, I sort of... <sighs> be quiet as he gets to the table and she's like, oh, we better go. And we, and we said, yeah, well, you're welcome to stick around. Like you don't have, she's like, no, it's all right. Well, it's fine. It's not like that. It's not, it won't be that bad. And both of them left together. Did he acknowledge you guys at all? Not really. It's that's just that really uncomfortable situation that you do think about in the future and you question, should I start enough? Do you get up and say, sorry, mate, no, she's going to be staying here tonight. You go fear escalating the situation in the moment for something that, you know, does or doesn't need to be. So I thought in this situation, because, you know, as I said at the start, many of us may have been in a situation like this. Um, many of us could have experienced in this situation. We would get someone on to explain what are some great things to do? What are some things to potentially avoid for that situation? Well, Matt, I told you about the situation I found myself in and to uh, help, I guess, myself and you in the future for similar potential uncomfortable situations. We did say we would get an expert in and we have found an excellent one. She's actually the CEO of Relationships Australia, which you can head to relationships.org.au to see a bit more information about that, but also a clinical and counselling psych psychologist with over 25 years of experience in relationship services. Elizabeth Shaw is her name and joins us right now. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi there. 
Elizabeth, what do you do if you happen to be near a situation like this or you, you are a witness to something like this? Well, look, it's a, it's a hell of a situation to find yourself in because a lot of people might turn away and say, well, not my business. And it's, you know, often referred to as a domestic, you know, maybe there's domestic. And as soon as you frame it like that, it can feel like, well, domestic means private and private means none of my business. So, um, so I think it's first of all important to realise that safety, community safety is all of our business. And if we turn away, sometimes we can live with regret or um, if you hear something else has happened later, that's not good for you, you know, in terms of your own kind of moral fibre. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is quite scary. And, and I guess the other thing, which is a really well-researched phenomena, is this thing called the bystander effect, where if you notice and you look around and you see five other people have noticed, you can also say, well, not my problem because somebody else will do something. And there's a lot of research that says that you can get kind of a group paralysis where nobody acts. The thing to think about, first of all, around safety, if you have time to think, which is hard to do, is to remember that to shame the perpetrator can make him, it's often a him, dig his heels in more and it could make it worse for her later. Mm-hmm. Sometimes asking a question like, are you guys okay? Or is there anything I can help with? Or are you having a rough day? Or something that sounds kind of vaguely supportive and concerned, not blaming in any Mm -hmm. way, kind of at the very least what it'll do is it'll let them know that you've seen them and that Mm -hmm. you're noticing. And so even out of just dignity, they might stop because it's like, right, someone else has noticed I'm not invisible, mm-hmm. but it hasn't shamed anybody. It's actually acted a bit concerned and that could be a way to start. For me, the question would be, what is the, where is the line drawn in which you should interrupt or, or insert yourself yeah. into that intervene? Yeah. Because it's such a vague sort of situation in which people should be allowed to have conversations in public and some of those conversations should be able to be at times possibly heated, I guess, you know, like, but then when do you, when, how do you know when to actually go, no, this is crossing the line? Is there, what is that? Look, it's a really gray area because sometimes it's our own discomfort and we wonder, is that my problem or their problem? I think where it is sort of raised voices again, just letting them know that they're in the public gaze, like somehow, just making yourself visible so that they know they've got an audience, sometimes that will get it to tone down. Um, I think when it's looking at all physically violent, that's the the line that is a definite um, or where one person looks like they're being threatened. And if you feel really unsafe, at least stepping back and ringing the police or telling some authority that's around, that's really important Sometimes, too, you've got to read the victim, if you like. Mm. If she's looking reasonably okay and giving as good as she gets, it might worry you because it looks escalated and dangerous. But that also might be a reference point that you need to consider. Is it that you're uncomfortable because they're having an argument you'd hate to have or not? I mean, that said, there are a lot of victims who do fight back strongly, but in fact are still murdered. So, you know, Mm. you, you have to sort of get a reading of that and you know, as I say, you've also got to decide what you can live within yourself. If you walk away, are you comfortable to live with yourself that that, that situation you judged it the best possible way? Well, I guess that's the the, the juxtaposition I found myself in is, is being told, no, I sh- it should be okay, this will be fine, but not feeling that it's good enough and wanting to do more. 
Um, mm. Is there a situation where you would overrule what someone would be saying if they said it was okay, but you thought, or is it better to accept uh, those words or requests at face value and allow allow um, something like that to yeah, continue, yeah. potentially continue? Look, I think if someone says they're okay, you have to think, well, I've at least intervened because I've let them know I don't think it's okay. Mm. I mean, just by commenting, you've let them know it's not okay. That, in a sense, is a reference point for the victim to think this doesn't look okay to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it can be a circuit breaker because in the moment you've interrupted their conversation so that that could get them to sort of de-escalate a bit. So don't don't think you've done nothing by doing that. But if you step back and you hear it heat up again, you know, as I say, I I think there are times when calling the police or doing something to feel like you were protective can be really important. Um, Certainly, you know, if, if, say, the guy storms off and she's left there, you also have to be careful that you don't crowd her with opinions and views, like move in and say you should leave him or what the hell are you doing being with someone like that or whatever. Mm. I think it's more about what would you like to do? How can I assist you so that you leave her with some empowerment? Well, we are in the middle of the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence uh, against women and girls, and uh, which started on the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, and it ends on 10th of December, Human Rights Day. Um, Thank you very much for joining us during this period, Elizabeth. We really appreciate it. And for any more information on on Relationships Australia, of which you are the uh, head, please uh, head to relationships.org.au. Really appreciate your time, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining us and giving us your insights and uh, wishing you all the best for the rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much, Elizabeth Shaw, and thank you very much to you for listening to a big all-day breakfast today. Hope you're able to get something out of that. Um, really important stuff, and I think Elizabeth explained it pretty well. If it did raise any issues for you, of course, there's Lifeline 13 11 14 or 1800 Respect as well, which is 1800 737 732. Thank you so much for joining us here. I'm Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. We'll be back again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, hope you have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.